Don't get it twisted. This isn't your typical podcast. This is Typical Twist, your one-stop shop podcast for mind-tingling interviews with guests you won't want to miss. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready for a diverse range of topics and discussions with interesting and dynamic people from all walks of life. And now, your hosts, the men themselves, Josh Ludke and Tony Jalloy. Hey guys, welcome back to Typical Twist. I am joined tonight with the two co-hosts, Mr. Chris Murn and Mr. Tony Jalloy. I am Josh Ludke. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys are doing amazing. It's good to have you back. If it's your first time, welcome. How are you guys doing tonight, Tony and Christopher? Good. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. Awesome. Is it okay if I call you by your full name, Chris? Yeah, of course. You can call me whatever you want, Joshy. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see what you're doing there. What goes around comes around, right? Yeah, I guess. I was. I guess that was a joke. That was no Joshin. So <laughs> this past week, we have had... A horrific event occurred down in Texas. A mentally ill individual went into an elementary school with a gun. I don't know how he got in there with a gun. Those details are yet to come out. He walked in. But there were (laughs) 19 lives that were lost, 18 of them being students, one of them being a teacher. And it is just an absolutely horrific event that occurred. And what the liberal media is going to spread is gun control now. But what is so ironic to me is the first person to stop the kid with a gun was another person with a gun. And I saw that it was a border patrol agent that just ran into the building without any commands or such. And he just shot the, the active shooter and Granted, the reason why he shot him was because he had a gun being aimed at him. And there will be people that will probably bring up race. There will be people that bring up belief systems, whether it be religion or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it comes down to a mental illness issue. And it comes back to the person behind the trigger. And obviously, we have failed our youth because these events occur yearly and it seems as if they occur more often and if you looked up the statistics i can guarantee they occur more often mr jaloy used to talk about on his blog about how there would be an increase in school shootings correct me if i'm wrong mr jaloy well no i mean that's and i also talked about more recently that which mean you talked you know personally about it too but i talked with other people about the increase of gun violence during the pandemic isolation is probably of one of the biggest psychological weapons you use i mean think about it that's what they use in prison systems you do something wrong guess where you go you go to the hole what is the hole josh it's isolation. It's locking you in a dungeon yeah. type. And, and that's honestly what we've done to these kids for the last two years. If they get sick with a disease. Look at interrogation techniques yeah. that were used against the most wanted criminals in the past. They isolated them and then they put fear into their mind. And that's when people started to spill. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And there's going to be more happen. There's going to be more. And my thing is, is even if we. 100%. 
But what's so unfortunate is there's going to be so many people out there on the left that decide, all right, it's now time to give in my guns. And the government over time knows that. And what is so unfortunate is you will never be able to completely eradicate every single gun that is in circulation. That's just never going to occur. And the only way, the quickest way to stop someone with a gun is another person with a gun. Why was there not a police officer on the scene? Do you bring a knife to a gunfight, Josh? No, because you're going to die, Chris. <laughs> exactly. Well, and my thing, too, I want to throw this out there, is the majority of your burglaries, your robberies, your break-ins, whatever you want to call them, is done without a gun. Um, so I don't see how that's going to deter crime in that area. The other thing I want to mention is is if we say, for instance, we do eliminate all guns, say let's just wake up in the morning and all guns are poof, disappeared, they're gone. You can still go to your local Walmart, local Target, local grocery store, whether it be mom, pop, nationwide chain, don't matter, and buy the supplies to make bombs with. So, you know, all or you need just is a knives. hardware store. Yeah. Yeah. Or that blunt, too, like, or they can use knives. objects. Yeah. You know, so like battery would I mean, probably increase as compared to just like homicide with a, with a gun. So it'd be more like people getting stabbed and beat to death. Exactly. I mean, you think know, about it. Take take the most popular case, George Floyd. Did they shoot him, Josh? No. They literally kneeled on his neck, and he basically, you know, died from that cause. Obviously, now I know we can go in and talk about other things, but I'm just I want to bring that up because the anniversary of George Floyd. You know, obviously, that's striking a lot of feelings today. So that's George today. Floyd is a criminal. Did he die today? Um, I believe it was today or yesterday because Joe Biden had signed an executive order for policing on policing, which I find awfully ironic because Joe Biden just a week ago was calling on inner city governments to use COVID money that had been left over from COVID to hire new police officers because of the increase in crime. So I don't really understand exactly what the Democratic Party is doing right now. I think they're trying to appease what they consider their base. But it yet. would also be interesting, Tony, to see where those funds went and if it was blue states or red states. Because if you look at the statistics, it would say blue states. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I would say New York and California got the majority and of the And the reason funds. why that is, guys, is because the crime rates there are the highest. I mean, it's across the board. Think about it. Chicago, biggest increase in the last 20 years. Atlanta, yeah, biggest they're talking increase about in the recent last 10 times. years. We're talking about recent times and recent increases, right? Like the percentages yeah. that these things are increasing at as rather compared to like the, like by volume of air, like the area, you know what I mean? And the population yeah. of the people. Yeah. And you know, and honestly what I think is funny is like Candace Owens, um, who I'm sure anybody who listens to us probably listens to her because we're kind of in the same genre. But I mean, she went to black. Not too happy with her right now, though. <laughs> Just want to let everyone yeah. know. Yeah, Josh offered her some moolah and she hasn't responded because he wants to interview her on the podcast so bad. So she hasn't responded to his offer yet. <laughs> well, did she open the DM? <laughs> or- she watches our oh, stories. Oh, on the store. Okay. But, you know, what I was going to say is, you know, she posted this on her Instagram, I believe it was, or her Snapchat. I think it was her Instagram. But she uh, went to the Black Lives Matter house founder. And while she was on live, the Black Lives Matter founder was on live crying and complaining about Candace Owens. Candace Owens made her own post. I think it was Instagram, actually, and was discussing 
like what she had done. She did not harass this lady. And she pointed out something very ironic that she had armed guards outside of her house and they were white. So apparently the founder of Black Lives Matter is not at all concerned with having a white guy outside of her house with a fully loaded gun. So make it make sense. Well, because apparently, like, there most was... white people are doing the uh, shootings, apparently. So, I, guess, I see what you did <laughs> yeah. there, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I mean... But that's not what's actually occurring, Chris. If you look at the statistics, well, it'd be, it'd... the amount of black-on-white crime is right, 2.4 times more. I remember that. But, like, we're talking... I'm talking about, like, obviously, white people make up a majority of the population of this country. So... I mean, it would make sense that to assume that majority of school shootings are done by a white person, you know, like it, and it's not, it's not me targeting white people. Like, you know, I don't think it's because they're like, I, you know, I'm white, you know, but that's just makes, it makes sense. Correlation doesn't equal causation though. And I think that's something to keep in mind. Well, I mean, if we're talking about school shootings. For example, Chris, I learned this, this past week from someone, but he said, what okay i kind of lost it a little bit but basically there's an increase in drownings and ice cream sold and like there's a correlation between it but it's not because of it yeah correlation doesn't equal causation you're right and there's many many examples of that and i think that a lot of times people use correlation and and they uh, they instantly think that X cause Y. Yeah, but and you can use. They, I think that they forget other variables. Right, that too, Josh. And statistics, they can show a picture and they can prove things, but they have to be like the right statistic. There's so many different like statistics that are out there that you can, you know, you can kind of throw things that are around it. And I'm not talking about you, but like if you're gonna use, if someone's gonna use statistics as an argument, you have to like pick the right statistics. I agree. Well, honestly, too, I would like to say, too, that if and I've had this question over the years, like, well, don't you think we have a racist country because look at how many white people are leading the leading companies and no black people are leading companies. First off, when you have 60 percent of your population that are white out of 340, 350 million people. Yeah, the majority of them people, when you walk in any store in any part of America, with some exceptions, obviously, Houston, the Bronx, places like that, you probably wouldn't. But in 99% of the places, you're going to see majority white people. Like, that that's common right. sense. It's not racist. It's common sense. That's common sense. Well, if you want to talk about, like, even who's educated, like, the percentage of minorities that do graduate and get educated has gone up, every, you know, continuously gone up. And for white yeah for white men or caucasian people it's actually gone down yeah you know i mean it's it's truly it's unbelievable how people think and one thing that i've loved over the last two years that i i used to use this word a lot in my blogs because i always found it to be a very funny word and a lot of the Democrats like to use it now. And I have I have seen it decrease because I think they realize how stupid they were being by saying it but it's called straw man um, it's not straw manning whenever you are producing the same factual evidence as somebody else. And the facts are, is there is 60% white people in this country, 13% black people. Well, in any yeah, well, common sense, I mean, that is going to tell you automatically 
that the majority of your colleges are going to be white. The majority of your leadership in the country is going to be white. The majority right. of your entrepreneurs are going to be white. That's common sense. That's not like me being racist. That's not the United States being racist. It's kind of like this. When you go to China, the majority of the people who's running that country are going to be Chinese. I don't mean they're racist toward Americans. It just means that the majority of the population is Chinese. Therefore, the majority of the workforce or anything else is going to be Chinese. That's common sense. Yeah. And that is facts. That is facts. So, you know, and I, I would like to point out that I think our country does very well because when you look at athlete, athletics, the majority is actually African-American. And I'm perfectly fine with that because there are some extremely talented African-American people out there. Well, so, if specifically in certain sports, maybe like position wise broken down, you know, like uh, like 98 percent yeah. of quarterbacks, I think, are white. Or high, yeah, it's exactly. in a 90 percentile yeah. or then wide receivers or or running backs. And this I, I'm not saying I don't has anything has any correlation with their skin color, just how their talent, the, the talent of the individual. Yeah. So I agree with you 100 percent. And it's so, so exactly. funny on the quarterback thing, because I've actually had people DM me saying, don't you think that's racist, though, because quarterbacks are typically your higher paid people. And I was like, well, no, not they so run the much, whole obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and honestly, it's not as factual as they think, because if you think about it, some of your highest paid players in the game, some of them have been even defensive. Uh, you know, Reggie well, White's one. I bet, one, I William bet corners get one. paid a lot. I, and, oh, I think, yeah. I feel like corners would. Yeah. Because that's one of the hardest yeah. positions, I think. Just well, I guess, look at your wide opinion. receivers. I mean, Jerry Jerry yeah. Rice was one of the highest paid. Randy Moss was one of the highest paid. Well, especially you now know, so, too. We've come to such like the way NFL is played. Well, eh, we can save that for Swish. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the NFL, for the most part, even though they've kind of gone woke, which is kind of sad, but I think for the most part, NFL's been pretty fair with their pay scale. I mean. I, I, and it's hard to explain that to somebody who doesn't understand sports, but obviously us three, I think we understand. And the quarterback does do most of the thinking. I don't really understand that much about sports. Well, I mean, with football, your quarterback does do most of the work because your quarterback is the one who controls the ball. I mean, as soon as, as soon as they hike. I thought all he did was say hut and then he just did whatever. Well, you, well then, yeah. then you have to be the one to stay in the pocket Manage to yeah. not get sacked and find the person that's open by a couple inches on the field that are running all in different exactly. directions. Exactly. Oh. And be able to throw that I ball. I thought it was an easy job. Be able to throw I that ball. I thought it was easy. That's my bad. Oh, yeah, Josh. I you're mean, being sarcastic. I, like, I could say, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm being a jackass. I would that's argue what that being a, kicker, being a kicker would be easier than being a quarterback, of course, you know? But, like, oh, yeah, 100%. Kick, it can get yeah. hard. It can, if you're the field goal kicker, maybe not. But. Yeah, and I don't like think people realize here a typical twist. We all have different roles. Exactly. And, you know, even when Jake listens to this, hopefully Jake can put some input on this. I know he's more basketball, but you know, think about the other factors. You don't even think. I mean, I, I'll get off this topic after this. Sorry, but think of the other factors for people who are listening, because you have a literally thousands and thousands of people screaming. You have what six to seven. 300 pound grown ass men trying to break through to run and tackle your ass. You can't even see over some of these men because they're taller than you are. And you're supposed to throw a ball 20, 30, 40, 50 yards. If you're extremely talented, like Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and, and it hit the nail on the head, like literally put it right there in their hands. It is hard, dude. Another one that would be super (laughs) scary would be punt returner. I guess oh, we're going to yeah. have two episodes. Yeah. We're going to have two episodes of Swish this week, guys. <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding. I was talking about this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Me and Chris has got off on this sports. Okay, sorry, Josh. Go ahead. 
once we have our show in person, guys, it'll be able to easier to understand emotions and understand when we're joking with each other. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know he was joking earlier. Yeah. With what you think? <laughs> Especially when Tony wears his Iron Man mask. Yeah, Dude, I he's will gonna have too. a whole suit. You gotta get a whole suit, Tony. Yeah. I'm gonna have smoke. And Chris and I are gonna smoke you out, Tony. I'll be smoking <laughs> underneath my mask, fool. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, our studio would be in Colorado, guys. Of course. <laughs> oh, sure, it would be, Chris. And the taxes are high there. I don't know if I want to pay property taxes and taxes. Where else? Kansas enough. City. It might be in Kansas City. We're gonna build a. Uh, we're gonna build a building out we're in saying, Josh's cornfield. Josh, we're saying that for the for the lawyers. <laughs> yeah. I also just want to tell you guys this right now, if there's a little bit of noise in which I don't think there will be. Chris does an amazing job editing, and I did a couple test runs before. But if there's a little background noise, it's because there is rain where I am recording right now. But rain or shine, typical twist, we got to show up, and we're here. So yeah, imagine if no, we, let probably, the, we, uh, we love doing it. Imagine if we let the weather decide whether we record it or not. You know, what if we went out there for right. uh, for a football game? Oh, raining, guys. We're not gonna do it. Yeah, can't play football. <laughs> We're in the rain. Exactly. Well, what about basketball? I mean, you know, I'm just joking. I'm teasing. Okay, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the main concern is if Tony Jaloy is gonna show up. You never know what that guy's up to. That's true. That is true. Tony, I mean, Tony's a busy hectic, guy. So. Yeah, I feel like you do have I, a very hectic schedule, Tony. Yeah, it's just so hectic, Chris, that he can't even respond to us. <laughs> what do you Tony's mean? I pretty try good my at best responding to respond. To me. Tony, I may Tony not make sense sometimes. <laughs> no, you always give a very... If, if I ever come to you with a question, you always give a very thought-out answer that's in-depth that actually answers the question. Like oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you're that. Good, like, you're good at that. He gets paid to give advice, so... <laughs> not to Should you, sense. Josh. Not to you. I yeah, mean, should I start charging you? Is that what you want me to we do? Are blessed. Oh, we are blessed that Tony's consulting doesn't cost anything. <laughs> I'll send you my Venmo, Josh. I'm gonna start charging you 150 bucks a minute. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. So Tony gives out advice, guys. We'll put his we'll put his Venmo in the uh in the description for you if you wanna if you wanna send him some now money for know, some you, advice. You know Josh is gonna put his own in there so he can reap the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a fake Tony Jaloy we'll account handle, and then take oh yeah, the t- Tony, don't worry, we'll handle that for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll handle it. Darn, this is all you got this week. Twelve dollars. Sorry, fool. <laughs> okay, so Chris sent something that was very interesting in the Twist team chat today, and it was a statistic in regards to mass shootings. Oh, Jake sent that. And oh, Jake sent that. Okay, my bad. I'm scrolling up right now. But apparently, since Sandy Hook, which happened in 2012, correct me if I'm wrong, it did. Tony and Chris or the listeners, but it did. Since Sandy Hook, there has been 3,865 mass shootings. And that is straight propaganda because. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but for it to be a mass shooting, there only needs to be more than two lives lost. And I'm sorry for saying only, but it, it's well, I mean, mass right. shooting and two lives. That's that's well, I don't know if it's too pretty I think, bad I th- representation. You know, I think we should because check that. mass to me means like tens, hundreds of people. 
Well, I mean, ten, I'd say I'd say a, like a say a fair number to say mass shooting would be like ten or twelve. I think that'd be fair. Like I would agree with that measurement. Um, of course, I'll shoot. you. I'm searching it. Yeah, out. we don't want we don't want that. Of course, and to be honest, um, you know, I don't I don't like have, I don't like like the fact that we're talking about it. You know, we shouldn't we shouldn't be we shouldn't have four to be four or more. Four, okay. So I was close. Okay. <laughs> I said two earlier, but um. Let me read to you guys what Vox said, though, in their posts so you have a better understanding of what the propaganda looks like. It reads, After Sandy Hook, we said never again, and then we let 3,865 mass shootings happen. Chris asked a great question today in our group chat. He said, who's we? <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. that is the first question I think that should be asked is, who the fuck is we? What constitutes a mass shooting? And, I mean, we can look and say that this post is a little bit misleading, I'd say, and, and a little bit of fear-mongering, you know? Um, well, and my thing is, too, 100%. is I was reading a report today, and somebody, I forget who it was, it may have been a local channel, may have been a nationwide channel, I don't remember, don't hold me to that, but I do know that it's out there somewhere. If you want to look it up, that's your business. But a news source, it may have been CBS, one of them, they had came out and said there's been more students die this year than police. So my thing to them people is, okay, well, then let's defund teachers. I mean, let's defund education since it wants to indoctrinate children anyways. And if we get them out of the schools, we won't have to worry about school shootings, correct? Right. And I also don't so, think I mean, people should be – sorry. Uh, I, I just don't – People just use dramatic events to push an agenda, and I really do think it's it's messed up, and it's they they manipulate the hell out of people with with emotions, and well, and here's the other thing too: they're gonna use it for fuel to the fire when it comes to midterms and to go against going Republicans. To say that Republicans don't care about your kids. Yeah, they're gonna say Republicans want mass shootings to occur right before we came sorry it's a bunch of bullshit right before we came on josh i was just listening to steve kerr you know sit sit in front of a mic and um fake tear up a little bit and go this is this is, i'm so sick of all you know having to gets all riled up i'm gonna be honest with you man like even when i like when i heard about it i i just i'm not buying it i'm, I'm not seeing like that's not his emotion towards it he's putting on like a like a fake of a ingenuine he's putting on a show he is he, yeah. he, he really is because and he's, he's bringing up republicans thing. and he's bringing Especially up Mitch McConnell. democrats most of most of their agendas really appeal to human emotions and they understand that well and even lebron came out and said something democrats and- don't ever like to use logic they like to use emotion yeah and emotions going to lead this society into a very dark and evil place in a very weak place. Yeah. Well, my thing and is, too, is let's start with them. Like, I would ask Steve Kerr. I would ask LeBron James, do you own any firearms in your house? And do you have anybody who protects you who owns firearms? And if you're so against guns, then you give yours up first. Let me have them right now. And let's see what LeBron James and let's see what Steve Kerr would say. They would say no, because their protection depends on them firearms. Okay. And so what they're trying to get past is, is gun control re- legislation, Correct. So is the idea yeah. of gun control legislation unconstitutional, or is what we have now in place enough? I I, I don't uh, know because it's different by state, of course. 
honestly, what we have in place right now, if it was actually implemented, that's the problem. Like now I will say this, I am for gun policies. I'm not for gun laws, but we have, and even the NRA backs me up on this and I'm a big supporter of the NRA and the NRA supports this. I mean, there was a gun act of 1968 that was passed obviously. And none of them things are followed. That, that's the problem with our society right now is a lot of your retailers are not being held accountable. But on top of that, a lot of these people who are committing these crimes are finding these firearms. I think NRA did a study. I think it's like 10% of the crimes are people who actually go out and buy the guns themselves. So that leaves 90% of the crimes that have taken place. These people have found the guns in one of, I think, seven different sorts of sources that NRA Stolen, laid bought, out. Whether obtained, obtained illegally in some sort of way, right? Yeah, and you can get that off NRA's website. You can actually, they and, actually have it laid out for you. Yeah. Right, and, and the thing is, is like, they're like, okay, we need stricter gun laws. I mean, people with felonies can't have guns. People... And I mean, I, I, we could go as far as to say, you know, people who have had like assault charges or something, because I don't know, is assault a felony? Do you guys know? Assault? Oh, yeah. Assault's uh, definitely a felony. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. Because like that should, that could be a big indicator of maybe why someone shouldn't be able to have a gun, I'd say even. Or, um, I, I mean, in Japan, yeah, I, mean, I was reading, I was reading that they make you, you have to get a 95 percentile marksmanship before you're allowed to purchase a gun and you have to go through lengthy see i don't think that that should be required like we do have the right to bear arms you know i should i'm 21 i can go and i can get a purchase permit and i can i can buy a pistol that day and walk out with one i think you should be able to do that but obviously what we have in place is is i agree with well and you know i'm like alex jones to a certain degree i'm not as conspiracy based as he is but did you I predict gun Violence to increase because of an increase in methamphetamines in the children. What? Huh. Who, me? Yes, you, Mister Jaloy, because I know no. Alex Jones talked about that before it occurred. I never. Well, here's my thing: is what I always predicted mine on was the not not really drugs. I don't think it has. I, I mean, I think that's a small percentage, Josh. And the reason I say that is if you look, stand back, and you look at who's committing these crimes. The majority of them don't have actually a drug problem. What they have is a disciplinary problem. So I based my They're, evidence. A lot of their fathers are out of the picture. Exactly. I saw this That's most what I based shooter. mine on. His dad abandoned him when he was super young, and he had to take on the father role within the family. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I based mine on. That's I do what, know a seriously. lot of people that happen to that are really great people, too, of course. Um, I think it makes it harder, though, you know, having. It, it, it's not going to lead you onto this path of darkness that you can't get out of, of course, but it's going to make life harder is, is not having a father figure or someone to show you how to act. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, guys, I have friends that I know that are on drugs and I don't think that I don't, I would feel completely comfortable with them owning a gun because I don't think they would ever do. You'd have to be on some pretty strong drugs to go out and just be like, hmm, you know what? I think I'm going to kill 19 people today. Like that's not, that's a mental problem. That's not a drug problem. Like people, yes. there is tons of people who have drug use in this country. Um, you know, three of which is on this podcast right now. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm teasing. <laughs> Well, should we subsidize I, at one point or another in our lives? Right. But what I'm we'll just saying, tell you guys that much. What I'm saying is, is I'll even ask this question to you guys. Like, you know, you all are way younger than me. So obviously drugs is more, you know, 
it's more infiltrated infiltrated into our society now at a younger age than it was whenever I was, you know, your all's age. So how many of your friends and plenty of them, I'm sure has had somewhat uh, some drug use, if not still experiencing drug use. How many of your friends have ever killed anyone with a gun and how many of your friends own a gun? So, I mean, do the statistics I got a few yourself. Friends, like definitely. Right I, I definitely got a few friends that own guns, but I don't know anybody that's murdered somebody or even killed yeah. somebody out of self-defense. Uh, but Tony, one thing you yeah. mentioned is having a mental problem. Do you think that we could subsidize healthcare in any way? Not healthcare, mental health in any way. I think mental health is definitely the Something main cause be fo- behind like, all that this. That should be subsidized yeah. with, like, I mean, if the gov- like, I'm asking and for honestly, the gov- like, if the government's going to help with something, what if they help with that? Well, yeah, and I've I've been a big fan of that all along. And honestly, the reason I say that is because even the most current shooters, like you know, you take Dylan Roof, who is the boy who is still living. He's you know he he didn't get the death sentence, but he went in. It was racially motivated. He went into a church, shot a bunch of black people down in I think one of the Carolinas. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know exactly which state. Um, but you know, you take the Parkland, you know, you got, um, I think his name is what Nicholas Cruz, I think was his name. Maybe I hope I got that right. Um, all of them have had some type of mental issues. Nicholas Cruz with Parkland, he was on the FBI's list months before he ever even stepped foot in a school to shoot anybody. So why was he on the FBI, FBI's list? Because of the post he was posting on social media. Well, was he making them post because he had just got done smoking some weed? No, he was making them post because he was in a different mental state than what a normal individual He's psychotic. Exactly. They're, these people are psychotic. Yeah. Exactly. And actually, I think, I think mental health... Here's... He, well, just oh, here's a, an example, boys. Sorry, you're Chris. Good. You're good. What's you got? What's your example? Think about people who commit murder with knives. People who strangle people to death. People who get in their car and kill themselves. Kill other people. People who drink and drive. There's regulations to all that stuff, but people are messed up in the head. Exactly. I mean, I remember watching an interview. The I think- Second Amendment is a constitutional right. Yeah, and that's something not that to the be Democrats infringed. will never take. From isn't us, that in, isn't ever. that in the amendment, Josh? Not so if you're to a Democrat and you're listening to this, you ain't ever gonna take my fucking guns. You ain't ever gonna take my love for this country and for my great God. I think majority of- and God will come first, and then the country will come second. Yeah, I think it's mostly the extremes that are that are arguing for these, and I I I'll guarantee you that most Democrats we know, Josh, are gonna be like probably own guns themselves and probably you know what i mean i i feel like this is not something that from a protection standpoint exactly. it's just necessary because the only way to stop a person with a gun is another person with a gun are you gonna try to talk them out of shooting you talk them out of pointing a gun at you no exactly because nine out of ten times you're gonna die right and that's that's why i think yeah. mental health and overall health and and nutrition and dieting and and taking care of yourself is and being there for your kids it's a, it's a big issue this in dad is just as responsible for this kid going to shoot up the school as the kid is because he abandoned his son when he was young and he never came in the picture well and you know here's the thing too is like and that's the one thing i guess i well i'd probably, I'd probably disagree with a bunch of what alex jones says but i don't think it has anything to do with drugs I, now am i saying that there has never been any shootings without drugs being involved obviously not there is some people out there that get high you know and they say you know wow you know i'm on this extreme high i want to go shoot somebody of course it's happened i mean that that's that's just 
the way life is. But the majority of these mass shootings, I can almost promise you, it's more about mental than it is about drugs. 100%. I mean, this guy that just, you know, blew up this elementary school, basically, to my knowledge, there was no drugs found in his system yet. I mean, they're not saying anything about any kind of drug use, but there is already talk about his mental state. He was a loner. Whenever I read that, that's one of the big signs, you know, whenever I, you know, used to go be more involved, you know, with speaking and stuff and going to schools and stuff. If I seen kids hanging out by themselves, number one, psychological sign, teachers need to be educated in psychology. I hate that. That's not part of a deeper curriculum to get your educational degree. I mean, you just I could take agree what, with that psych- a lot, Tony. Oh no, I agree the with current that. teachers are, are too worried about teaching the children about sexuality and pansexuality and gender identity and diversity, equity, and inclusion and equality and not even equality. But, you know, that's my thing. Would you say say that this is a majority of teachers even though, you know, like, do you think a majority of teachers are trying to do that? Or is there like, I think this is just... I I hate... In the blue states, 100%, Chris. I I just... 1,000%. I don't. I don't I, say I, they're doing it on purpose. I'm not gonna say they're doing it on well, purpose. Well, some some of them are, of course. You know, there is there is ones that are doing that. But I, I think it's lack of education. Of, yeah, that that is definitely a big thing. Like you're right, Tony. Teachers should be educated in psychology. I think, especially ones that are dealing critical with- race theory. <laughs> That's the word I was thinking of, but I said equality. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and, oh, but no, shit. when I say that is because it's so funny. Because and I'm sure. I mean, that's why I can't wait to have like someone like Candace Owens or Ben Shapiro on because they obviously do speak at school events and stuff like that. Oh no, she's too good, Tony Jaloy. Oh my (laughs) gosh. But anyways, I mean, when you're sitting there and you're talking and you see kids, you can almost tell when you're educated in psychology or Jordan Peterson, I'd love to have him on. Um, When you sit there and you're talking to a class, whether it be 20 year old college students or whether it be 15 year old high school students. You can almost look, if you are educated in psychology to a certain degree, you can look and almost tell by demeanors, by postures, by eye, by the, by eye movements, how confident somebody is and exactly who probably is feeling alone. And then people need to be identified because that's what happens. And like today, guess what? Nicholas Cruz was labeled the same way, a loner. He was a loner in school. So these kids need to be more included into school, not inclusive. I'm not going along with the DEI crap, but I'm just saying like that needs to be teachers need to have more than just psych 101, you know, or psych, you know, like that, 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 that's not good enough. They need to understand not just what to teach the students, but they need to understand what the students may be teaching them about their lives. And there needs to be more discipline for the bullies. Well, yeah. The teachers need to step in more often when they see kids that are being isolated. And if I could go back to high school and change some things, obviously I would. But I just can't believe I participated in some conversations and didn't stand up more times. And I know for a fact that there were instances where teachers could have got involved, but they chose not to. And if that's occurring in my little small school, I know that's occurring at big schools too. Oh, it is. And it is, it is the teacher's responsibility. It is 100% their responsibility because when you're the teacher of a classroom, you are the leader and yeah. those students are yours. And what I mean by that is they look up to They're you. in charge of the future and of the na- of of the world of our country, man. I mean, exactly. that's, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And it should be something that's taken super, your, super the seriously. Parents that are paying taxes when it comes to public schools, they're paying their taxes 
in hopes that these teachers are going to take care of their kids while they're working their butts off at their job to be able to, to afford life. And when teachers decide to push their own agendas and their own bullshit, all of the indoctrination, that's when we have serious problems. Yeah. And we're seeing it. We've talked about it many times on this show, but we are seeing parents pull out their kids at a rate never seen before. And the amount of homeschoolers is only going to rise in the future. And hopefully some of those students come to typical twists and they learn a thing or two. Well, you know, I mean, I've actually spoke with teachers before and I've asked them questions like that. Like why, you know, student X is basically a loner. Have you ever talked to them and try to get involved with why student A isn't friends with student X? And, you know, I've been told more than once, like, well, that's not really my job. Like if I was a teacher, that would definitely be my job. Like I would open my You don't need to force the kids to be friends, Tony, but what you do need to do is communication to be loving. Yeah. Yeah. And if I was a teacher, I would love I would love that. I would love interacting with the students and getting to know what's what's going on. Like I would want to be very deeply connected with the student body as a teacher. I think I would be obligated to be. Exactly. You know, but that, that's yeah. just me. You'd be a great teacher. Both of you guys would be great teachers. Well, thank you, Josh. I mean, you already basically are. You teach me every time we hop on air. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. But no, I'm just saying, like, it's sad to me whenever I do talk to educators and they say stuff like that because, you know, my thing is, is at 15 years old, even at 18 years old when you're a senior, you think you have it figured out, but obviously you already know too because you're already 21. When you look back at your 18-year-old self, you know now that you weren't as smart as you thought you were. So teachers have a, they have an obligation. Oh they have an obligation when they're in that classroom. Not I to, was a lost dumbass. Not to dictate. I still kind of am to this day. I mean, I maybe got it back on track. Yeah, but, but looking back, yes, those teachers. I'm just saying like coming. them teachers, they don't have, they don't have to dictate what other students do. Like what, what students do. I'm not saying that like you will be friends with student X, like, but open up communication. Don't just let a student sit there in your classroom and be silent and think it's okay. Don't let student A pick on student X and think it's okay. Stop it when it starts. Set both of them down. Open up lines of communication. Just talk and about start using Yeah. And start using respecting. psychological Start using psychological teachings to because, I mean, kids don't understand that, like how powerful it is. But psychology does work like psychologists are the first people they call upon to evaluate kids who have been abused, whether it be physical, sexual or emotional. Psychologists are the first people to be called in and sat down with them kids. Why do you think that is, Josh? Why don't they call the lawyer? Why don't they call the teacher from the 12th grade classroom into that room? No, your professional attorney. Attorneys and court system calls child psychologists to come in and do a full evaluation of a child whenever it is extreme, whenever under extreme circumstance. I mean, abuse is an extreme circumstance. So if it can work in them circumstances, trust me, it can definitely work whenever it's just a lack of communication. Like it will work. It's not a doubt of whether it will or won't. I mean, whether it may work, it will work. So it just has to be done. It just has to be acted up on. And teachers in today's schools, a lot of them are too lazy to do it. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to go ahead and bust down that barrier. They just want to pretend like it don't exist. And then whenever things like this happens, when a student comes back and shoots up a school or whenever a student comes to school that hasn't graduated yet and shoots up a school, 
they want to act all surprised. Oh my gosh, I can't believe Nicholas Cruz did that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe gun control now. Yeah, yeah like well, that's the, what the happens. Last, the last thing I'm going to say about these recent school shootings, and I don't want to use the death of children for my personal gain, and that's what I'm seeing a lot happening. It's 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 fucked up. Nobody else should be doing oh, that. Yeah, 100%. I don't have an agenda to push. Uh, it's just awful. We shouldn't have to talk about it. And that's where I'm going to leave exactly. it. At. I don't think that, I, I don't think it's something that should be thrown down our throats in every single ep- every single thing we listen to in every episode on. It's going to be talked about on the news yes. for two weeks. Yes, exactly. Well, my and, thing, and it, my it thing is be. too is I feel like we are recording this on Wednesday. For the record, folks, I feel like it's too easy to gain access to schools. Like, have we not learned how to lock down schools? Like, what's the deal? Like, when I read this story, I thought, what's going on? Have we not learned that lesson? In our small town, Chris, we still have better security than that. Well, I mean, you're gonna it's have a- good. You're gonna have better security in a small town, of course. And and I'm fortunate. I'm happy that I grew up in a in a small area, and that's where I would prefer to have what a family. What do you mean? Our school, our school should not have better security than a huge school down in Texas. They should have more funding. Well, they don't want do they, good security because they want shootings to happen. That way they have an agenda to be able to push gun control. I'm starting to believe that. I really am. Because, you know, here's the thing is we can say there's it's been— It's getting too easy, Tony. Well, yeah. And, like, if, if it's, it's happening, bullshit. if it's happened 3,000 times uh, since they want to throw around 3,000 times, we'll just go ahead and go with their scenario. Well, if it's happened 3,000 times, why hasn't the school system—and obviously they have the money to do it because they have the money to indoctrinate and buy new bucks for children, and that's been millions and millions of dollars spent. So why can't they afford to— lock down their school. I mean, how much money does it cost to turn a lock? You know, how much money does it cost to put metal detectors in? I mean, at the end of the day, it may be an expense, but if they're so worried about it happening and happening, happening again, then why don't they take the precautionary needs? Yeah. When they already made schools like prisons for COVID and having that would just be the last, last exactly. thing to fit the tea. School is pretty much prison, yeah. you know? <laughs> but I mean, it's so funny to me. I mean, and not the deaths, by the way, not the deaths. The deaths are not funny at all. But I'm just saying no, it's so fun. funny. The thing that's yeah. funny, the thing that's funny is we sit here and we talk about gun control and how this has happened all so many times. And we've done nothing since Sandy Hook. But guess what else we haven't done, apparently? We haven't learned how to lock down schools to where nobody can get into them to be able to do this crap. So, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, you can sit here and say, well, I need to take your guns away from you. Well, no, you need to learn how to lock the door. I mean, I lock my doors every night in my house. I have a security system at my house. Like, where the hell is the security system at in the schools? Where the hell is the lock in the doors at in the schools? Like, that is, to me, common sense now in today's world. You know you have psychopaths yeah. on the street. Or even if it's just one person, have one person be armed in that school. I mean, just one. One or two. Exactly. It, yeah. You know, I'm not saying we should have armed guards patrolling the premises while kids are playing recess. That'd be fucking scary. No, just... <laughs> I mean, Maybe what's really funny is I'm I'm 41, and even whenever I was 18, a senior at my high school, my high school, which it was a pretty big high school, but my high school had two police officers at all times. So that was back in 1999. So, like, what the hell's going on? I mean, are they wanting more shootings to happen so they can push agendas? I'm starting to wonder. Right. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Like a, we, we see like a loop. It's mass shooting, media extravaganza, thoughts and prayers, social media and gun debates. No one actually does anything, and then we go back to normal. And <laughs> it's just exactly like a loop. And then it's like, oh, things are getting back to normal. And then then there's another one. 
Same yeah. thing. And we can over leave billions and, and billions of dollars of equipment over in Afghanistan. Well, bring that stuff back and sell it on the black market, Joe Biden, and then give all that money to schools so they can afford security. I mean, wouldn't that be make more sense? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we should just we should just give a school tanks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that I mean, I'm proving I'm I'm being kind of funny, but at the same satirical. time, I'm satirical. Yeah, I was being satirical. Yeah, of I'm proving a point through a sarcastic measure here, but I mean, it, it and all, in all seriousness, it does not make sense. It does not make sense, and. Ever since ever since Columbine, you know, in 1999, which was my senior year, by the way, that was the first massive school shooting. That's the one that launched all this, you know, crap. But you know, Columbine, we have learned nothing. I mean, forget Sandy Hook. I mean, 1999, that was when Columbine happened, and that's whenever everybody was just so shocked. And 23 years ago. Yeah, and here we are, 23 years later, and one of you know a huge school in Texas can't afford locked doors and metal detectors and a security system. I, well, yeah, I don't, and, I don't I understand mean, that. How do you make it into a school with an AR? I mean, how? Like, you shouldn't be able to even do that. It should be yeah. able to... Don't make this more complicated than you have to, folks. Yeah. I want to wrap this up. <laughs> that ain't your typical twist. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. Adios, amigos. Later, guys. See you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more cool content like this, Follow at Typical Twist on Twitter and Instagram and visit TypicalTwist.com. You won't regret it. See you next time on Typical Twist.